Americans have been wrestling with higher inflation for at least a year now. For many months, the nation's consumers have effectively overlooked inflationary pressures and have kept spending aggressively even in the face of elevated prices. But there are now indications that consumers are beginning to feel the effects of inflation fatigue. As indicated by writer Sharon Turlep, executives who operate some of the world's largest retailers and manufacturers are seeing signs that consumers are becoming less willing to absorb price increases. According to the maker of Marlboro cigarettes, smokers have begun to trade down to discount brands as higher gasoline prices shrink their disposable income. Executives at 1-800-Flowers.com indicate that people are spending less on bouquets, partly because of concerns regarding high inflation. The softening of consumer activity presents a threat to U.S. economic momentum. Robust consumer spending has powered the economy through much of the pandemic. That spending, in turn, has induced many consumer goods makers and distributors to hire additional staff, further fueling consumer spending power. But this virtuous cycle may be coming to an end, and the risk of recession is correspondingly on the rise. For WYPR and my Proust Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, throttled by the central government's zero-tolerance approach to COVID-19, China's economy faces a period of slower growth. Some economists are toying with the term recession to describe it. In common parlance, a recession signifies two consecutive quarters of economic contraction. That remains unlikely for China. The government overseeing the world's second-largest economy still possesses mechanisms by which to ensure that China posts stronger growth than the United States and Europe this year, including the ability to unleash torrents of government spending. But economists indicate that underlying conditions exacerbated by COVID lockdowns in Shanghai and elsewhere are starting to feel more akin to a recession, which China hasn't experienced in decades. As indicated by writer Jason Douglas and his fellow journalists, millions of new graduates are struggling to find a job. Business confidence has tumbled. Nervous Chinese households have begun to expand their savings. Recently, purchasing managers' indices released by China's government show contractions in factory and service sector activity for a second consecutive month in April. Readings declined to their lowest levels since the pandemic began in 2020. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Those who came into the pandemic period owning significant assets generally fared better than those who didn't. Until recently, stock prices were rising. Home prices also took off, rendering homeownership that much more challenging for people who aspire to homeownership. As indicated by writers Emily Badger and Kwok Trung Bui, over the past two years, Americans who own their homes have gained more than $6 trillion in housing wealth. The Federal Reserve supplied the underlying data. This is not because homeowners invested $6 trillion in their properties. This wealth has been created by the simple fact that housing, which has been in short supply and high demand across America, appreciated at a record pace during the pandemic. Millions of people, broadly spread among the 65% of American households who own their home, have gained a share of this windfall. And that $6 trillion sum doesn't even count all the equity gains landlords have benefited from in their rental properties. So as large as that figure is, it's an underestimate of the riches that have piled up in the housing market over the course of the pandemic. The highest income households who typically own the most expensive homes have experienced the largest total gains. For WYPR and my Proust Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.
The Great Resignation has been one of the most noteworthy pandemic-era trends. The term refers to the elevated propensity of people to quit their jobs over the past two years, often to secure one offering more pay, greater flexibility, or both. Recent data indicate that the Great Resignation continues. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, a record 4.5 million workers quit their jobs in March, a bit higher than the previous high-water mark established in November. As indicated by CNBC, conditions supporting movement from job to job remained in place. In March, there were 11.5 million available unfilled jobs in America, a record high. Businesses continued to recruit workers to satisfy elevated demand for goods and services as the economy continues to recover from early pandemic stages. In many instances, establishments are chasing prospective employees by offering more pay. Hourly wages were 6% higher in March than they were a year earlier. That's the fastest pace of wage growth registered since 1997, according to data compiled by the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. Last year, more than 57 million people voluntarily left their jobs, an annual record. With prices rising rapidly and given plentiful job openings, many people stand to switch jobs to attain greater pay over the months to come. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. During early pandemic stages, many older workers decided to throw in the proverbial towel and retire. Some did it because they lost a job and didn't want a new one. Others watched as their homes and portfolios gained value and decided that they had the financial wherewithal to retire. But conditions have changed. The job market is thriving, with millions of jobs waiting to be filled by candidates. Wages are meaningfully higher than they were pre-pandemic. Many employers are taking steps to entice people, including with hiring and retention bonuses. Fears of COVID infection are abating. And then there's the specter of inflation, with prices rising more rapidly than at any period over the last 40 years. Between March of this year and March of last, consumer prices rose 8.5%. These shifting conditions have induced a significant number of people to unretire. As indicated by writer Jeff Cox, the number of workers who retired and then came back a year later is running around 3.2%, just about where it was before the pandemic. In other words, the unretirement rate is on the rise. With inflation remaining stubbornly high and impacting items like food, fuel, and rent, many more people are likely to unretire during the months ahead. For WIPR and my wife Debita, who celebrates a birthday today, I'm Aniban Basu.